Oh, friends, welcome to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of January 11th. John and Stacy. Hi, everybody. And not just January 11th, but January 11th, 2021. Oh, my goodness. That sounds so strange. <laughs> like, did anybody 100 years ago, 500 years ago, think that we were going to make it to 2021? Never. Now, I didn't think, you know, as a little girl, that was forever away. Okay, this is going to date us. Oh, But sheesh. remember, there was Orwell's 1984. Right. Right, and that was like, wee. Yeah, yeah. How about like, turning into the 2000 and yeah. all of that? Yeah. Gosh, it's going to take me a long time to learn how to write this. <laughs> no, here we go. <laughs> 2021, friends, and just kind of getting our legs here. Everybody's sort of trying to figure out. You've had your first week, probably most of you, back to work? Yeah, or, you know, a couple weeks. Heck yeah. Yeah, and wondering what 2021 means. You mean what it holds? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Wondering what it holds. It is a mystery. It is. It is. And we're watching our dear friends over in the UK get locked down again. And I know. It's just so hard. Yes, yes. Going to be a little bumpy. Exactly. Here yeah. as, as we figure out 2021 mm -hmm. uh, as nations and communities and schools mm -hmm. and workplaces. Exactly. So, friends, what we thought, we were really compelled as we were thinking over the holidays and praying about coming back in and getting going into the new year of podcast here and our just our conversation with you, Proverbs 4.23 mm. came back to us again. Yep. Above all else, guard your heart, for from it flow the wellsprings of life. This is where it all began for us. Mm. This is where it all began for the message, the ministry, all the way back to Sacred Romance. Absolutely. 1995? Right. The revolutionary thought that the heart matters. It's so beautiful. Mm, it is. It's so central and so easily misplaced. And given the year that we've all been through, mm -hmm. and given that this one is not exactly rolling out with grace and ease. Yeah. We really want to come back here in January and make the heart central again. It's a good time to come back to first things. Right, here at the beginning, come back to the beginning. Yeah, the heart, the heart, yes. the heart, the heart of a man, mm -hmm. the heart of a woman. Yes. The deep heart that God has put within each of us is the epicenter of our lives. It's central, crucial, critical beautiful, heartbreaking, difficult. The very core of our being. Yeah, right. The heart is where love mm, comes from. Yes. When, when you fall in love, if some of you are there now, congratulations. If some of you can recall that time, mm -hmm. your heart feels so alive. Yes. At the surface, not difficult to find. Right, exactly. And similarly, though different, like when, you, when you've discovered a passion, when, mm. when you have uncovered some dream in your heart yes, that yes. You, you want to pursue, yeah. I'm going back to school. Or, right, it makes you feel so alive. Doesn't it? From your heart. From the heart. Yeah. Because the heart is where dreams come from. 
heart is where your hope comes from. The heart is where your joy comes from. Where laughter comes from. Deep friendships, meaningful relationships. Everything, everything, we've said this, everything that that makes her a rich and beautiful life, it flows from the heart. From this beautiful gift that God has given to every human being. You have a heart and your heart matters. I think that was revolutionary for me when I discovered that my heart matters to God. Just pause. Your heart matters to God. (sighs) Yes, your faith. Yes, your devotion. Yes, 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 your your obedience. Yep, your obedience. Absolutely. Yep, your morality, Mm -hmm. your righteousness, your holiness. Yep, 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 those things matter. But the heart? So what I thought we'd do, we just need to dip back for a moment into a passage from Waking the Dead because it captures the centrality of the heart so well. It does. Let Let me begin it, okay? I'm reading from under the heading, The Heart is Central. The heart is central. That we would even need to be reminded of this only shows how far we have fallen from the life we were meant to live or how powerful the spell has been. The subject of the heart is addressed in the Bible more than any other topic, more than works or service, more than belief or obedience, more than money, and even more than worship. Maybe God knows something we've forgotten. But of course, all those other things are matters of the heart. Consider a few passages. This is Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus called this the greatest of all commandments. And notice that the heart comes first. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. Mm. And then the book continues. According to the scriptures, the heart can be troubled, wounded, pierced, grieved, even broken. How well we all know that. Thankfully, it can also be cheerful, glad, merry, joyful, rejoicing. The heart can be whole or divided, as in that phrase we often use. Well, part of me wants to, but the other part of me doesn't. It can be wise or foolish. It can be steadfast, true, upright, stout, valiant. All of these descriptions can be found by perusing the listings for the word heart in any concordance. It can also be frightened, faint, cowardly, melt like wax. The heart can be wandering, forgetful, dull, stubborn, proud, hardened, wicked, and perverse. I think we 
know that as well. Going on, much to our surprise, according to Jesus, a heart can also be pure, as in, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And even noble, as in his story about the sower, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. The Bible sees the heart as the source of all creativity, courage, and conviction. It is the source of our faith, our hope, and of course, our love. It is the wellspring of life within us, the very essence of our existence, the center of our being, the fount of our life. Think about your work life for a moment. Why are so many people bored or frustrated with their jobs? Why do they dread Monday mornings? And thank God it's Friday. Their hearts are not in their work. Far from it. However they arrived at what they're doing with their lives, it wasn't by listening to their heart. The same holds true for their love life. Why do so many relationships fail? Because one or both partners no longer have a heart for making it work. On and on it goes. Why are so many people struggling with depression and discouragement? They've lost heart. Why can't we seem able to break free of our addictions? Because somewhere along the way, in a moment of carelessness or desperation, we gave our heart away and now we can't get it back. There is no escaping the centrality of the heart. God knows that. It's why he made it the central theme of the Bible. Just as he placed the physical heart in the center of the human body, the heart is central. To find our lives, we must make it central again. We just thought that passage from Waking the Dead said it better so than us good. just kind of riffing on it yes. this morning. And to add, to find our lives in 2021, mm. we must make the heart central again. And I was struck by the passage in Luke, late in Luke, uh, chapter 21, where Jesus is talking about how rough the end of the age will be. And he said, be on your guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down. Oh, I so appreciate that. Be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down because there's a lot trying to weigh our hearts down. Absolutely. And and what I love about this scripture is that it means that it doesn't have to be weighed down. Yeah. I mean, I mean sometimes it feels inevitable, but actually, no. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. He wouldn't have warned us. If, right. If there was another way. Another way. Mm. We are aware, personally, of coming out of 20. 20 with pretty beat up hearts. Right. And I wanted to just ask you, Stace, as a woman, what would you say the effect of 2020 was on your heart? What were the struggles that 2020 ushered in for your heart? That is such a good question. I really, I haven't pondered it, and particularly as a woman. But just in thinking on it now, I think about how key relationships are to me. Yes. How um, when I am alive, when I am running on all pistons and Christ, 
one of my great desires is to bring that life to others, to gather women in my home, to get together, and to not be able to do that. It it was okay at the beginning. I think some people actually felt a little relief, but I felt the loss of it pretty deeply. And, And then not being able to have people pour their lives into me. So the isolation part of it. Right. You and I were talking about desires for 2021. Yes. And, and I mentioned, gosh, it would be nice to maybe start up a small group again. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. And we both kind of went, oh, yeah, like our hearts rose to the surface. Yeah, exactly. And then the next thought was, but will we be able to? Yes, L- right. Like Zoom is okay. Zoom is okay. And Zoom yeah, has been a, purpose. a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm through 2020 and, you know, for a lot of relational connecting and even church experience and and all that. But when I think about my desires for a relationship, it's face-to-face. It's face-to-face. I'll just say out loud, I, I don't dig this mask thing anywhere, anywhere. I really miss the countenance, the smile, the interactions, and that is, um, that's universal. I, I don't know that's strictly particularly to me as a woman, but um, but I miss that, and particularly the in-person. So yeah. that was really rough. That was rough. And the, and the navigating of relationships was pretty tough too because needing to honor different people's comfort levels. Right. And kind of needing to ask where they're at. I mean, you know, the people in my family, my immediate family, my daughter, you know, asking if it, do you want a hug? You... Well, at first, Ooh. you know, we mentioned this back in the last year. Our daughter is a nurse and yeah, she we was couldn't serving. couldn't see her or their family. Yeah, they had to quarantine through her service, uh, you know, at the downtown hospital right mm-hmm. in the thick of things. And we didn't get to see our grandchildren for a long time. Yeah, that was hard. And so on a woman's heart, I think that's particularly hard particularly hard. And I'm aware, even as I speak, that people are still reeling coming off of the holidays and so many couldn't see anyone or saw them through the glass window or, um, you know, too many people lose loved ones right around the holidays. So um, it's been, it's been hard on the heart. And um, as a woman, yes, relationally, I think the other thing that was hard for me, for women, for all of us really, was the uncertainty. Yes. The not knowing. You know, you, you kind of, you have a way. You you expect to be able to go to the grocery store and actually be able to, you know, I live in the West. I live in Colorado. I have the luxury of if I need toilet paper, I can go buy it, you know. And in the extreme cases, those those shelves are empty. And um, it, it really tested where did I place my hope? What was my security based on? Yes. When we think about human needs, one way to simplify it is the deep need for security and the need for significance. Yes. I think for men, issues of significance tend to be more weighty than issues of security. Now, not all the time and not every way. And I want to say a little bit more about men in a moment, but but I think for a woman, issues of security and settledness and well-being and, and a home and a kingdom that is well 
is more weighty, those matters are yes, more weighty? Yes, exactly. Which is not saying, you know, to clarify, we're not saying women don't have a core and deep desire to be significant and, no. and impact the world. And the, the way that the feminine heart is made... There is a profound need for a settledness, for knowing that she's not going to be left alone, knowing that it's not going to be up to her. Just she's made for a relationship and to to know that deep settledness. And, you know, it's been stretching for everyone I know to find that settledness. And what about the woman's desire, the way that Eve is wired to be a life giver and a life saver? that capacity that women have for flourishing and to make things flourish. Right, right. That's, that's in the very fabric of our being. What did 2020 do for your heart? Well, it was really stretching because so many were not flourishing. And we've talked a little, well, actually, we've talked a lot about the wave of fear that has swept the world. and. No one is immune to it. And I've had too many people just paralyzed with fear. And I want them to flourish. I want them to live with freedom. Right. I want them to be able to continue on in their lives and not be with a heart that's locked down. Yes, yes. So hard to watch people with their hearts locked down. Yeah. Observing the women in our world and I'm thinking right now particularly of the moms that suddenly found the whole school life utterly thrown right, into chaos. Right, and now they're... It's on, it's off, it's yeah. on, it's off, and now I'm a homeschooler, but I right. didn't prepare to be. Mm -hmm. If you look at the longing of the feminine heart for flourishing and to see others flourish, what I see is drained, exhausted, depleted. And just, just for you to name it, it's, I mean, it's helpful, like even to our listeners to name something that perhaps they're not even aware of, that there's a low level yes. of that. Yes. And Proverbs 4.23, we're trying to once again guard our hearts. Yes. We're trying to make them central again. So having an impact on the world, men, men are made to come through. Right. And they know that. And that's why the fear of failure is so devastating for men. It can, you know, women can survive career setbacks. There's all kinds of research on this that absolutely destroy men. Mm. And many men die early into retirement yeah. because of this core thing yeah. of that was my life. Right, my, the my, statistics on that are staggering. Yeah, so you have that core desire for impact. You have that core desire in a man's heart to come through to feel like he's winning. Ah, uh, yes. And for me, 2020 was brutal because I wasn't sure what to fight. What, I know there's a battle. What are we fighting? Right. I, I don't think it's a pandemic. I think there are bigger issues, but you, as a man, you just couldn't get a grasp on it, right? And definitely not feeling like we were winning. Right. And I don't know where to come through. I don't know how to come through. I don't know how to fix this. There you go. There you go. Right? Men love to fix things. <laughs> we do. We love to fix things. I, The dryer was broken at our house, and we actually have Sam and Susie and their little ones living with us right now because their home, their kitchen is torn up. And so the dryer is needed every day. Every day, baby. And, and it 
stopped working a while ago. Right. So the clothes draped over it. All the furniture. Object, yeah. yeah. And so this was my chance to to fix the dryer this weekend. And thankfully I was able to. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I can't tell you how great I felt. <laughs> yes. Such a simple thing, but men love to fix things. And so you take the masculine heart, you put it in 2020. I, I know there's a battle. I don't know what to fight. I'm angry and I'm not sure at what, mm-hmm. you know, so now I'm I'm angry at my leaders or I'm angry at the school or I'm angry at work or, you know, there's just- I'm angry this, at other people and yeah, how they're handling yeah. it or not. And then I think a sense of defeated. Oh, yeah. And I was in a time of prayer and stillness somewhere in the point of 2020. I don't remember when this happened, but Jesus spoke to me and he said, John, you're not losing this war. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Mm. I'm like, wait, what? Yes, we are. That <laughs> was my reaction. Uh-huh. I'm like, look around you. We are totally losing. And anyway, he was trying to catch my masculine heart. Yeah. And I think for men in unique ways as men, I think for women in unique ways as women, 2020 has been rough on the heart. Yes. And that's why we're trying to bring it back central. Again? Yeah, bring it back. Shine a light on it. Honor it. Fight for it. Yes. Fight for the life of the heart. So listen to Proverbs 4.23 in various translations. Mm. With all watchfulness, keep thy heart. Keep thine heart with the utmost care. Above all that thou guardest, Keep thy heart. More than anything you guard, with all vigilance, keep your heart. I love that vigilance. Mm -hmm. A lot of the translations use vigilance or diligence. Watch over your heart with all diligence. There's simply a priority being reflected there that we would make our heart and its well-being a priority again. Right, because it's a priority to God. It matters. Yes. I was trying to summarize the ministry of Wild at Heart and all of our work to some folks, and I was grasping for the right words, and here's what I came up with. The world is at war. The human heart is the prize. The world is at war, Mm -hmm. good and evil, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of darkness. And they are fighting not over restrictions, not even over pandemics. Those things are important. Not over the economy, not over politics. Primarily, I think those things are important. I do. But primarily, what is eternal and everlasting is the human heart. Yes. And whether or not the human heart is in the hands of God, whether or not it's being restored and healed by God, mm-hmm. right? Right. Whether or not it knows all is well, regardless of the storms and the circumstances and the uncertainty and the shifting going on all the time. Right. So with all watchfulness, with the utmost care, more than anything you guard? (laughs) Like, what? With all vigilance, with all diligence. I guess what we're trying to suggest, friends, is 
that we bring the heart back to center stage again in our own personal priorities mm-hmm. and values and esteem and in the fight, mm-hmm. in the fight to first off fight for the heart and to recognize how how is 2020 on your heart as a woman? How is 2020 on your heart as a man? What what have been the effects so that we can find the ministry of Jesus mm-hmm. there, invite the ministry of Jesus yes. there? So after the holidays and right as we were entering the new year, you know, everyone was talking about, okay, here we go, you know, happy new year and, and all that. I found my heart dragging along mm. it, like a like a reluctant participant. And I could tell I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for 2021. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to talk about 2021. I, you know, last week on the podcast, we urged everyone to ask for the words from mm-hmm. God and his promises and his counsel over 2021. I wasn't ready for it. Mm personally, and I realized what I had to do, there were ungrieved griefs Mm. from 2020 that still had my heart weighed down, pinned down, stuck back there. And so I took, I don't know, it was only 40 minutes maybe, but I just took some time and I sat down and I wrote out on a pad, these were the things that were hard or these were the things that were losses. These were the things that were costly to me personally in 2021. And to name each one and to grieve it and to invite Jesus there. I just had to do some grieving. Yeah. And, And to name the next one and grieve it, describe it. This was the cost. That hurt. Lord, meet me here and and just go through my list after I had worked it out. And only then, only when we were done, Jesus and I, I was able to fold the piece of paper and almost hand it over to him. Oh, that's good. And say, okay, now now I can move on. Yeah. Now I can say I'm ready to go into 2021. I'm ready to dream about what I'd like this year to be. I'm ready... Like I felt like my heart was able to leave 2020. Yes. And turn towards a new year. Uh, and that that's just an example, friends, of what it means to look after your heart. Watch over your heart. One of the things that I, I love about that, John, and I and thank you for actually explaining it, because what does that mean to grieve? And but how guarding your heart means entrusting it to God. Mm. Like literally with imagining and handing the piece of paper over to him. He's this safe place for our hearts. Yes. Yeah. Name name what the impact has been. Good or bad, joys or or sorrows. Name these things. Give your heart a voice. Yeah. That's Give good. your heart a voice. Let it put words to things, even if it's not pretty, gang. Even if right now it's, I'm angry or I'm hurt or where were you, God? Give your heart 
a voice. Right. And I was I was thinking actually as well this morning how multifaceted the heart is. Mm. Um honoring the heart, giving it a voice. I I I feel this. I am I'm heavy-hearted about this situation. And I think the strategy in my past has been just to push that down, ignore it, even say that's bad, I'm not going to go there. Um, but instead going, I, I do feel that. And what else is true? Yes. What is actually deeper than that in my heart is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit and spending some time to shift my gaze on Jesus and even just breathe him in. And I, and, and I did it this morning and I could feel him rise in me mm. to give me the joy to be um, woven in. I love this. I love this phrase, woven into the fabric of his love. Yes. That's where my heart is. These things are true. I mean, my heart isn't divided, but it's entrusted to the deeper reality that it is safe and secure, held and, and um, filled with the presence of God. Yeah, that's Ephesians 3, that Christ may dwell in our hearts, mm. that that's the deepest reality. In fact, God's been doing a really interesting thing with me through 2020, and I think I needed it because of that year, but I know I it's something to carry on with. I, w- I would come to find him, you uh-huh. know, and that means something unique for each of us, take a walk, play some worship music, read some scripture. You know, I would come to find him. Yes. I need to reconnect. And he would say, come deeper. Mm-hmm. Come deeper in your own being because I am deep in your being. Yes. It's almost like you can picture there's the shallows of our being and that's just all the scattered today. That's just all the grocery lists and emails and, oh, there goes a text again and, oh, I need to answer that, just the shallows. And then there's the midlands of our being and the midlands, I would say, are primarily taken up with the worries and cares of life. How's my mom doing? Mm. How are the kids? Yes. What is work going to be like? What is the world going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, all the concerns for the world. And those are the midlands. But down deep, down in the depths of your being is God. Yes. Because he literally is the center of our being. Proverbs says that we guard our heart because from it or through it or in it flows the wellsprings of life. Your heart is not the wellspring of life. Right. And I think we all know that. Like, I'm empty. Yeah, I'm not the source. I don't got a lot, you know. Uh The old faithful is not going off in me right now. (laughs) But your heart is the place through which the wellsprings of life flow. And who is the source of the wellspring of life? It's God, mm, right? Jesus. Yes, right? For you, O Lord, are the fountain yes. of life. You are literally the fountain of life. And so he was inviting me, ignore for a moment, just tune down the volume on the shallows and even on the midlands. Come down. Yes, come, exactly. Come down deeper. Pay attention. Find me in the depths of your heart. Here's what Paul prays, and, and then we want to pray it for you. For this reason... I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his 
glorious riches. He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And then the result of that being, Paul goes on to say, so that Jesus may fill your hearts. So we, we need help. We need assistance. We, we need to ask God, oh, strengthen me again in the very depths of my being with power, with glory, with your presence so that you can fill my heart. The heart is the vessel of the wellsprings of life, but we don't generate the wellsprings of life. God is the fountain of life. What we want to do is make the heart central again. Yeah. Everybody, let's let's kind of stack hands on this. <laughs> let's let's lock shields on this here at the beginning of 2021. Let's all agree we're going to make the heart central again as a woman making the feminine heart central again as a man making the masculine heart central again to us, watching it with watchfulness, utmost care, above all that we guard. We keep the heart with vigilance. And then we pray this. We pray this together. Father, would you strengthen us in our inmost being with a glorious inner strength? through the power of your presence in us. So we just pause there again. I open my heart to the presence of God. I open the very center of my being in the deepest, deepest depths of me. I give over again to you, God, my Father, Jesus, my love, Holy Spirit, my strength, I pray that right here in the depths of my being, you would strengthen me again with your presence, with your glory, with a mighty inner strength so that Jesus would once again fill my heart, fill it, fill it to overflowing with love and strength and hope and joy and dreams for the future with courage and bravery and conviction and freedom mm. of heart. We are agreeing in this prayer together, Lord. And what we ask, Jesus, would you help us bring the heart back to center stage here in January at the beginning of a new year? Would you help us to keep the heart, center stage. Help me keep it central all through 2021, whatever this year may hold. We're asking this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. 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 And friends, that is, that is a beautiful prayer. Friends, that's a yes. The answer from Father of all lights, that's a yes. Talk about praying the will of God. Praying the word of God, powerful. Yeah, so good. So here we go, gang. We're locking shields with you. We're going to make the heart central once again, and we'll be back next week with more on caring for our hearts here at the beginning of a, of a new year. Bless you. Bless you. 